we've got here is failure to communicate. Working audio is, is like flying a helicopter, and I don't fucking know how to fly a helicopter. Are you crying? There's no crying! There's no crying in baseball! Strap on your cleats and buckle up for a wild ride around the diamond of deception. Welcome to the 643 Conspiracy, where we swing for the truth. And not conspiracy theories out of the park. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back for another episode of the 643 Conspiracy Podcast. I'm your host, Hank. Got my co-host, Kyle, on board with me. Chef, baby, how you doing tonight? I am doing well. I'm doing well. I just recovered from an extremely bad migraine. Um, and I'm good now. I'm here. So I'm drinking water. And then after the show, I'm going to go get my rolling rock and, you know, get to it. There you go. There you go. Well, before we introduce our guests, you know, I want to tell our listeners to go over to purepetwellness.com, <clears throat> get your pet CBD product needs, enter promo code 643 at checkout, get yourself 20% off. And then while you're on the interwebs, go to dangerousworldpodcast.com, get you some conspiracy themes. So get them buttholes smelling fresh. Uh, <laughs> Ghost and Ryan have a really awesome product line. I'm a repeat customer needing to place another order because i'm almost out but go check those folks out and kyle man without further ado man we got a couple of guests on the show tonight we're going to be talking some ball we're going to be talking all kinds of different ball but we've got mr Corey and mr gavin so have yeah. fellas welcome to the show glad y'all come out with us nice to be here yep thanks for having us yeah looking forward to it so, Corey, I know we just met about a week or so ago uh, through Drew Logan of the Drew Cast. And, Gavin, I know you're a, a friend and a ex-co-worker of, of Chef Kyle's over here. So, really, yep. really uh, appreciative of y'all for coming out and talking some ball. It's going to be nice talking <laughs> baseball with people who actually know what they're talking about that don't have to <laughs> get their crayons out and draw it, you know, write it down for us. No, That's you know, I, you know, I love you, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> Let's fucking yeah. go. So I guess to start everything off, we could start in baseball world because I know we've got a we've got, you know, different sports we're going to touch on where, you know, I, Corey, I know you wanted to mid, bring up the uh, AFL, XFL, USFL merger into the AFL and yeah. uh Kyle, I know you you watch the UFC fights and you know we we all know that the superb owl is about to happen on the 11th. <laughs> so there's there's more than just baseball to talk to and but but I figure that's a good starting point. Uh on the home front, my St. Louis Cardinals have had just signed a right-handed reliever Kenyon Middleton to a mm-hmm. one-year contract with a club option for 2025 and what this in my opinion does takes the cardinals bullpen over the top into a one of the easily top 10 
borderline top five bullpens in all of the MLB, if you look at it. The Cardinals went from a year ago only having two guys in the back end of their bullpen in Ryan Helsley and Giovanni Gallegos that they even trusted to throw in any situation. What the Cardinals have done this offseason with the additions of Kenyon Middleton, Andrew Kittredge, and a few others through the Rule 5 draft and trades, we have at least five to six guys that Ali Marmol and the staff should have no problem turning the game over to if it even had to be a, a first inning, holy shit, we've got to have a bullpen game because our, our starter just got shelled for six in the top of the first. We now have a complete bullpen full of people that are capable, and the majority of them are proven. But more than that is we have about six or seven guys in Memphis that we can call up if somebody gets hurt or if somebody's in a bad you know, bad little slump, we can, you know, exchange arms out. If the, if the bullpen gets overworked by the trade deadline, like it was last year, we can rotate out bodies and at least have a chance to stay more fresh towards the end of the year with what they did with their rotation, with the additions of Sonny Gray, Lance Lynn and Kyle Gibson, Sonny Gray would have been a, a knockout home run move if he would have been if he wouldn't have been the star move of the offseason. As much as I love Sonny Gray and think that he was the perfect addition for us this offseason, he's not the true one star your 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 ace. I mean, he's a really good and Ill, elite. I mean, he just was second in the in the AL Cy Young votes last year, but I just maybe and maybe he can prove me wrong. He wanted to be in St. Louis, and I think the attitude has a long, you know, that goes a long way. Like with Kenyon Middleton, the newest addition, he was with the White Sox to, for the first half of the last year, and and while it wasn't horrible, I mean, it was nothing spectacular. But then he got traded to the Yankees and had a stellar second half of the season. So being on the, on the team that you want to be on means a lot. And so hopefully Sonny Gray turns into that true ace of a rotation. But more than that, they just needed innings out of their starting starting five. The Cardinals barely had anybody that could make it to the fifth inning, through the fifth inning. Sixth and seventh inning outings from the starters were, were, were laughable last year, if you were to try to say that. Wainwright was not making it out of the second inning. Miles Michaelis deteriorated off of a stellar 2022 season. And and Jack Flaherty, I've never been a Jack Flaherty fan. I was so happy when they traded him or let him go, whichever one it was. But Lance Lynn, having already been in St. Louis and knowing what it takes to pitch in St. Louis, I think isn't as bad of a signing as people made it seem. True, he's been getting his – Cheeks clapped a lot the last few years. I mean, he led the league in home runs from the NL side last season. It's not really what you want, but Bush Stadium's a pitcher's park. It's hard to hit home runs out of there. And with him coming home, maybe maybe that mental attitude lines up to where he can have a bounce back. And let's not forget that Kyle Gibson provided 16, 17 quality starts last season. You know, Cal, if Kyle Gibson is your fourth man in your rotation, you're happy because he's going to give you a, 
uh, a mid to high end three ERA, a sub four ERA, and he's going to give you 16 to 17 quality starts with at least 28 plus games pitched. So the Cardinals have made a lot of at, on the surface underwhelming moves. But when you really examine what they've done, man, this is a completely, at least from the pitching aspect, different team than it was last year. And especially with Corbin Burns getting traded this week out of Milwaukee, out of the division, there's no reason why the Cardinals aren't the 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 division favorites to win it all by ten games. Like the, I don't think the which the Reds did have a good offseason. But I don't know if the Reds did enough to overcome what the Cardinals did. And I mean, let's not rem- the first half of last year, the Cardinals had a top five offense across the board. It's just when the pitching kept letting them down over and over again. I mean, when 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 you have no pitching, you're you're done. You're done. So at least from the Cardinals perspective, I've I, I was really doom and gloom about it. From when when all we did was sign Lance Lynn and Kyle Gibson, but at this point in time, and I don't think the Cardinals will make another offseason move. I don't think they'll do anything until the trade deadline, and I'm completely okay with it because of how everything's came together. I'm I'm really looking forward to spring training and seeing who who's going to fight to make the last three or four spots on this forty man to to really make a impact because it seems like every spot counts a little bit more than it did last year with the amount of league ready play they have on their 40 man you know it's it's almost like a a a problem that you want to have you have too many players to make your 40 man instead of not enough so it's it's going to be a fun spring and we're not far from it less than two weeks pitchers and catchers report and like five days i think six days yeah and you still have (laughs) jordan montgomery and blake snell without a team yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, from the, I'm an Angels fan. So from our perspective, you know, our, our season's over already. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, I mean, <laughs> no, I, I think, um, I mean, we haven't made, we need starting pitcher, starting pitchers regardless. The, um, the only time I felt comfortable last season is when our, our, our four and five were in, which is odd. But Griffin Canning and and Silseth, they're they're young. They they don't have much experience, but they um, you know, they dealt. And our whole system was set up. We had we had great um, we had uh, six, seven, eight, and nine guys. You know, uh, sixth inning, seventh inning, um, and then they all got hurt, and so they were out half the season. You know. And so we we picked up some players and they did good for us. Um, and then we had Matt Moore and then we let him go and now we got him back. So I'm glad about that. And I mean, it, I understand why why we make those moves. It's it's for the money, of course, you know. But um, I mean, for but now I hear we we may be selling the team. Already might sell the team, hopefully. Um, so he doesn't want to spend any money this year. So I mean, it's just gonna be—it's gonna be another year where we're gonna have our hopes so high, we're gonna be close for so long, and then all of a sudden we're we're fighting the the A's for last place. <laughs> if Artie was gonna sell the team, he should have done it last year when he had Otani on the team to bolster the price. 
I yeah, think the like, best think- thing Artie Moreno can beg for now is Mike Trout having an absolute insane spring and early summer and trading him for everybody in the league at the trade deadline, and then he sells the team. Yeah, they um, they already stated that um, Mike Trout won't be traded. That's Though, wild. That he's I, I going think- to – He's going to finish his contract. So, yeah. As much as I, I as much as I'd hate to see him traded, I agree with you. <laughs> I said that about Shoei last year. I said we need to trade him. He's hurt, but he's still playing. But we knew he was hurt. Um, every time he he would pitch, his he would always grab his hand or his wrist, and come to find out he he you know he blew his elbow again. So I don't know how long he was pitching with that, but we knew he was hurt. Um, and I said, we need to trade him for half of a team Yeah. (laughs) and before we don't get anything for him, look at us now, you know, we, we don't have us, we don't have our ace. We don't have our designated hitter and he's gone, you know, there's, and we're not doing anything about it. Meanwhile, Gavin's down there with Alex Anthopoulos signing freaking Chris Sale for next to nothing because they just need a, a, a five starter that's yep. that yeah. you know they can take that chance the the Braves have such a ridiculously insane 40 man roster it it should be illegal like everybody looks at the Dodgers <laughs> and what they did this offseason and true enough I, that that's pretty wild but do do we not forget that Matt Olson hit 54 dingers last year from first base do we not understand that Austin Riley just might be, and I'm a Cardinals fan. I have Nolan Arenado on my team. Austin Riley might be the best third baseman in, in Major League Baseball. Um, the Dodgers are stacked. I mean, not the Dodgers, the Braves. I'm sorry. Yeah. <clears throat> the Dodgers think- of the East, you could say. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you're saying the Dodgers for the East. You know, I think it's a big thing, too, that uh, when it comes to future-wise, that's why I like uh, Triple or Double A, is what he's done in the past, even just the past three years, you know, obviously we won it back in 2021, which was an amazing year. We had uh, even Jock Peterson and, and uh, Jorge, Solano, or Jorge Soler. And I think that the amount of contracts he's, he's fleeced with players, but also taking care of them, uh, you know, these long-term deals that are very cheap. And that's why I think this Chris Sale uh, deal was great and traded, you know, obviously uh, our shortstop, uh, our prospect shortstop. But at the end of the day, you know, we, we, we got our guy. And I think the only risk that the Braves have with, with, you know, this deal is just Chris Sale's injury report or like his past, you know, he's had so many injuries, but, you know, and people are also even talking about how, we should already extend Acuna, but I think everyone's forgotten that we have five years of straight, you know, MVP Acuna starting to get into his prime and we have him on an $80 million deal. Like, and that's where you, you think about the Dodgers, you know, they spent over a billion dollars on a matter of three players with Tyler Glasnow. And uh, I, I can't pronounce his name, but uh, he's from the Japanese pitcher. And then obviously Otani. And uh, I think that's why the Braves just took me the team to beat this year. Like, obviously, you know, that's a big take as Dodgers of Dodgers, but 
there's just so much culture that happens with the Braves and, you know, we can't get past, you know, the Phillies for whatever reason, but um, we keep bringing in firepower and we did the same thing last, you know, a couple of years ago too. And we got Olsen and, and Murphy and all those players. So that's why I'm excited. That's wild. I'm looking up Tyler Glasnow. I want to say he played locally before he went professional. Yep. He played in uh, SoCal. He was the thing from is, is, he might not stay healthy. He might go out there and give you 40 innings and they'd be done for the season. That's another thing, too, with the Dodgers. Like, they are just – this is probably one of the biggest, like, gambles they have taken in um, a while, you know. You got Otani, who's not going to be pitching until 2025, and he, this is the second Tommy John injury. We don't know if, if Otani is going to be, you know, back to being Otani in the past two or three years because, I mean – Again, he just went through his, his second Tommy John, and he—that's a lot of money to to risk, you know, on somebody that is already just turned thirty, if I'm not mistaken, and he's he's gonna get old soon. So, you know, you know, is um, yeah. I heard that the one of the because the Angels offered him a, a similar contract, but they put a um a pitching clause in it, and they said that if um if he couldn't pitch as well as he was that he would have to return like like so much of his contract maybe half of his contract or whatever and the the Dodgers didn't didn't even put that clause in there like well the Dodgers clause, you know? the Dodgers are deferring all this money and all that that yeah. you don't know if Otani's going to be Otani even in the next 2 years or 3 years when you know he's back to pitching and hitting you know your body can only take so much and He's, I mean, yes, he's pitched, what, three years now? He was the MVP for uh, 2021 and 2023. Um, and, again, it's just coming down to you have guys like Glasnow, which we said earlier that he can be injured, but there's so much, like, question marks, too, that, like, with the Dodgers, like, yes, they have all this firepower, but can they stay healthy? Yeah. Can they play as a team? <laughs> you, know, you have a bunch of alphas on a team that, that yeah. don't have any chemistry. And that's why the Braves have been the Braves for so long. A lot of these guys have grown up, you know, playing in, like in terms of like being on a team for years. And then you bring in Olsen, you bring in Murphy, you bring in all these guys that are veterans and all that, and they just bolster that team even more. So. I can see where egos would definitely get in the way, especially when you have a, a good, a bunch of good players. Like, I mean, I know we're talking baseball here, but. That kind of goes into um, uh, basketball as well when you have these teams that are completely stacked and and you can just tell, you know, you can tell, you can you can see the, uh, the, the tension on the court, so to say, because you have all these heavy hitters on, on one team. So, you know, everyone wants to be the shining star as opposed to playing as a team and, and going for that W. Yeah, I mean, you can even look at the Jays too, right? Like they've they've been pretty solid too. If I'm not mistaken, did they sign Bellinger? Um, they sign who? I, I think I think he's still on the table. Okay, because I know um, that I, 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 know they signed Justin, I know they signed Justin Turner. Um, yeah, but that's a big question mark too. You know, and I think as an Angels fan, you know, over there, I think you should be a little excited because you know I. There's a big possibility that Vladdy might, you know, go to the Angels because of he hasn't gotten, a, he hasn't had, or if I'm not mistaken, he hasn't had even 
any contract negotiations with the Jays. And that's good saying that you have a guy like Vladdy. Yeah. You know, and he's a first baseman, which, I mean, let's be honest, you know, no offense to the Angels, but they need him. Um, yeah. they, need, they need hitters. I mean, there's just, yeah. there's a lot that can happen to the Angels if they play their cards right. Yeah. I think, I think the Angels should have, um, should have kept, uh, Moustakis, Moose, uh-huh. um, when we got him. Um, we have a, a rookie first baseman right now who came in. He played like, like maybe twenty games at the end of the season. We just drafted him and brought him up, and um, and he did he did really well. He showed uh, he showed a lot. He can hit. You know, he gets on base. That's what they say. So um, I'm looking forward to. We have a lot of young players on our team right now. Um, like our bullpen, we have Ben Joyce and Bachman, who just were in college. You know. And they both got hurt, but they showed a lot of potential. Um, we have Neto at shortstop. I mean, we have a lot of potential, but knowing the Angels, that's just trade potential for for some washed up player, you know. If I think, <laughs> if I'm, if I'm honest with you, if I'm the Angels, and I know uh, I grew up being a Trout fan, so like I loved watching Trout when I was playing and all that, you know. If I'm the Angels, I would trade him to the Phillies because the Phillies have that firepower. I mean. You guys got Logan O'Hoppy for Brandon March, which, yes, March has been torching everybody yeah. in the playoffs. But yeah. Brandon March, like, he, he's a good player, but you guys got one of the best catchers right now, like, prospect-wise, for the Phillies. And, yes. and we got Moniak from that deal, too. Exactly. And Moni- yeah. I, I think that Moniak has been a solid outfielder for a while. Yeah, how many months he's been given. And I think yeah. if you guys, you know, you trade Trout away and just cut, uh, cut ties and just let it go, and move on, you guys can get a haul for him. Or him even being, yeah. what, 32 now? Yeah, he's still young, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Technically. Nick Castellanos out of that, you know, he torched the Braves last year, so please, you know, try to include that in the trade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's like, yeah. so what's, what's, um, what is like an average age group to where, or age like uh, not age group, but an uh, an age in which like once they hit, let's just say 35, like they're just, they're not, they're, they're kind of past their prime. What is that? What does that look like for baseball? Depends on the position. Yeah. Um, catchers and pitchers is, is usually a lot younger. Um, and then I would, I would say outfielders can probably go longer. First basemans can go longer. Um but the the middle infield is pretty, you know. There there's a lot of uh, you got to be quick and and on your feet a lot there. Um, so I don't know. I I would put the average thirty seven. You know what I mean for the whole whole like league. <laughs> I don't know that's if that's great. true or not, but. Yeah, that's a uh, pitcher. Definitely, that's why they're so pricey too. I think, by the way, I do yeah. think the Angels do sign Blake Snell. I think that deal gets done. Um, it might be an overpay, but I just I feel like it makes sense for the Angels to sign, you know, a, a needed scion. I mean, he is a scion. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to like agents and all that, I think pitchers around like once they hit that like between that thirty to thirty three mark, that's when the injury hole is going to start happening. Um, that's what happened with Chris Sale too. Um, and then outfielders, those go to like I'd say a good like 34, 35, and obviously catch okay. younger. So 
Did you guys see that Cal Ripken uh, Jr. joined the the O's ownership team? Yep. yep. That's pretty cool. And yeah. Then, hey, like, two days later, they go out and get Corbin Burns. Yep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm happy for the O's. They've definitely uh, they've been through a lot, and it's like it's like one of those teams too. Like you didn't go back with the NFL, like with the Houston Texans, even though like, that team's annoying. Um, like they uh, they deserve it for all that things happening. They're they're starting to you know grow up and play good baseball. So yeah, it seems to me it takes time for for these uh these teams to like actually build up their team. If that makes sense, yep. um, sometimes it takes a couple daughters. of years, yeah, to make the right moves and make the right trades and what have you to have to have that that ace of a team. Yep. Yeah, it does. I mean, um, you know, it's that's. I think that's why I love baseball so much because it's a it's a team sport. But each um each individual person, you know, they it's it's an individual sport. You're up at bat by yourself. You know what I mean? Um, and so if you don't, you could put put all the all the star players on the same team, but it doesn't mean you're going to win every game. You know, um, like I think um. I think you guys just posted something. It's like life, you know, that life thing or whatever. It's like three out of 10 times or whatever, you know, and it's so true. Like 300 is a, is a great average. And that just means you hit the ball three out of 10 times. So, um, yeah, it takes, it, it takes a lot to put a baseball team together, a good baseball team together. And it takes time because you can have prospects, but the, I think the jump from, from the minors to the majors, um, is is a huge step because these are major league players for a reason and these minors are trying to get there still you know what i mean um so yeah it's it's the same game but it's it's at an extreme higher level when you get to the majors so a lot of these prospects or or people they they get their shot and they don't produce and then they either get dropped back down or released to another team and then you never hear from them again so it's just, um, I mean, you got to play, you know, if they always say, if you, if you can't hit, you can't play baseball, you know what I mean? But it's, you could, you could catch every ball, but if you can't hit the ball, you're not going to play every day. Um, you know, I, so. I saw a really cool, uh, a, a cool thing on Instagram and it was like, it was a joke. I forgot the guy's name, but he, he does a lot of baseball things and he's like, saying that it would be a cool rule to where if the pitcher fucking pegs the batter, that there should be 10 seconds or like 15 seconds where they yeah. can just fucking duke it out. I dude. think I saw that too. Yeah. 10 second fist fight where nobody breaks it up. Yep. And the, yep. Yeah. How it is in yeah. hockey. Yep. Yeah. I, I watch, I watched some hockey. I had, um, I had a couple friends that were, um, uh, they played in, in the, the Kings um, minor league or whatever, or juniors. Um, and they, they went to Iowa for their um, minor league team, but they, they didn't, they didn't like being away from home. So they came back. Um, but yeah, I, I agree, you know, and, and if you, um, and if the pitcher wins the fight, how about, how about he gets to keep pitching to him? He doesn't get awarded <laughs> first base. <laughs> Yeah, the, the, the law has changed in baseball, you know, 
especially with the pitch clock. And that's the reason why a lot of these injuries have happened, you know, for the pitchers, because uh, your body can, for how much that, that the stress that goes onto your arm and all that, um, yeah. and you have so much time, like little time to recover in the matter of a couple pitches and all that. And that's why I think it's, it's a fragile sport. Um, yeah. That pitching clock is definitely, and, and if I'm not mistaken, did they, uh, didn't they reduce uh, the timer even more now next season? Yeah. If they shave two seconds off of it, that's just insane, you know. And I, what I get it. What does that mean? So, <clears throat> from the time a batter, it's his turn to bat. He has, I think it'll be with runners on base. It'll be eighteen seconds, and with runners off base, it'll be. 22 seconds or maybe it's even less than that. I don't, I can't remember exactly, but basically the, the batter and the pitcher both have time limits, but like the pitcher has to be ready to throw by, like he has to be in his mechanics throwing before the timer hits zero by seven seconds. The batter has to be in the box alert, looking at the pitcher. <clears throat> okay. It's not even yeah. related to the, go ahead, sorry. No, no, yeah. Like you like like everyone's saying, it's not even anything about all it is is to speed up the game. That's literally all it is to speed in up football, the game. In football terms, there's like you know the, the play clock, you got like a certain amount of seconds before you can hike the ball. It's pretty much the same thing for baseball. Like they have I think like last year you had to uh be at least in your windup getting ready to pitch the ball by twelve seconds. Um, or eight seconds, and then the hitter uh, has to be – no, no, the hitter has to be looking at them by 12 seconds, and then the pitcher has to pitch them by the time the clock goes out. Damn, dude, that's crazy. Are they, do you, Now, is this something that they would want um, – because, Hank, you said that they're essentially – they're trying to shorten the game. Is, is that because baseball, some games, they go pretty fucking long? Well, the the theory is is that baseball will make more money due to more viewers and physical attendance if the game is shorter. And with the rule changes, it came out that the average time for an MLB game shortened from roughly a little over three minutes to a little over two and a half hours. Three, a little over three hours to a little over two and a half hours. They've also in in along with the pitch clock, they've introduced, they've limited a batter to only one. He can only step out of the box, call, call for time once during an at-bat. The pitcher, if, if, if there's a runner on first or a runner on second or whatever, and the pitcher wants to do a pickoff move, yes, he only has two of those. What? If, if he does it a third time, and the runner is safe. The runner is automatically awarded the next base. What is this new? Yeah, this like happened this year? last year. They're oh, they're what? they're trying to, along with increasing the size of the bases by two square inches. They did all of this to shorten the length of the game while increasing base running. They wanted more people stealing bases. That's why you had Ronald Acuna able to hit 40 home runs and steal 70 bags. Yep. Wow. They, okay. MLB, MLB does this periodically. They'll 
change the regulations for the com- composition of the baseball. They'll change regulations for bats. They'll fuck with pitch clocks and shit because the game will get stale in their eyes and they want to try to implement other parts of the game. Yeah. I, I remember <clears throat> when they implemented the um, awarding, awarding the second baseman in extra innings. So when it goes to the 10th inning, they start with a runner on second. Um, yep. And I remember when they did that, I was like, oh, man, you know what I mean? Now all you got to do is hit a single and he's old, basically, you know? But it's so, always, it's um, but it speeds up the game, I understand. They don't want games going into the 21st, 21st inning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> so yeah. the 10th inning, when it hits the 10th inning, which is overtime in baseball. Yep, yep, because there's only nine innings, right? So instead you go to the of it, inning. Instead of starting with no runners on the bases and the MLB calls this by rule, you get a ghost runner on second. Yep. Yeah, ghost runner on second. <laughs> so like theoretically, wow. <laughs> theoretically, all the home team has to do is get three outs in the top of the inning and then bunt, sacrifice bunt, the first batter, that moves the runner over to, base. over to third. You've got exactly. one out. And then, theoretically, your dude bloops a bleeder into the outfield or whatever. Or if RBI. you po- – or if you – Don't even – yeah. It, back in the day, you'd have had somebody lay down a nasty fucking bunt down the first baseline. Yeah. That would have done the job. Or, or you just, just hit a sack fly to, to deep yeah, center. Yeah, that, or you just try <laughs> to hit it as far as you can, get it as far yeah. away from home plate as you can. Yeah. Whoa. I, wow, dude. I've been out of the game for a while. I did not. Yeah, dude. Like baseball is nothing like what you remember. There's no remember- more batters able to spend three minutes in between each pitch playing with the cat, fucking yeah. with their batting gloves, talking to mom in the stands, grabbing a hot dog from the concession stand. Like, no, like, <laughs> like. If you're not, if you're a batter and you're not ready, if the umpire deems that you were not ready by the time that you're supposed to be ready, a, a strike automatically gets called on you. Yeah. If a pitcher isn't deemed moving when he's supposed to be moving, a ball automatically ball. gets called on the pitcher. I mean, it's wild, dude. Like I, that I'm not wild. a fan of any of these rule changes. Bring yeah. the on the only rule change that I really do like is the national league adopting the designated hitter but yes. by the same token i miss watching madison bumgarner and adam wainwright and uh noah syndergaard yeah. and jacob Degrom just rake from the pitcher's position <laughs> but i'm willing to live with universal dh all the other rules i think are ass yeah which, yeah. which, I mean, I think that they, um, I think they do increase injuries, you know, because uh, pitchers only have so long between each throw. That's a lot of stress on your arm, you know. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I think, um, I, I think it, it increases um, risk of injuries. I mean, just look at Anthony Rendon. You know, it affected him so much. I hate that guy. I hate him. No hobbling. <laughs> I hate him. 
He's the guy that said that the, the season's too short. He's only played 200 games in the last four seasons. Right. <laughs> he wants that season to be shorter, but he's not willing to shave any of that money off of his check. Yeah, heck no. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Angels have a history with uh, interesting signings to say the least. Yeah. The, Honestly, uh, though, I think, we just Anthony, got, we, I think the Anthony Rendon signing – will go down as the worst signing in worst. MLB history. In any sports history, ever. There was ever. so much hype, too, between the big three. That's like That was like one of those like Brooklyn Nets uh, signings where they had KD and Perry Irving and James Harden and all that. Like They were supposed to the, – the, the top three, you know, between Otani, Trout, and Rendon was just supposed to be elite. And then Andrew yeah. plays one season in 2020 and then just decides to, to go take a hike. So Yeah. You, you, got a, you got a bad bruise on his shin getting hit by the pitch. That's what it was. <laughs> Touch the guy. Yeah. And you know, broken bones. I was, um, I was super excited when we signed him. And then, um, I mean, I haven't been able to watch him play much. So... It's just like one of those, oh, yeah, he's on our team still. You know what I mean? Yep. Like you went from from supposed to be a um, superstar solidifying our infield to, oh, yeah, that's who our third baseman is. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know. It's – that's baseball. I'm a huge baseball fan, but that's baseball in my life, you know. A big love-hate relationship. But I, mean, I, I get. I want to complain about life as a Cardinals fan, but then I I, I look over on the West Coast and I see the <laughs> yeah. A's, I see the Giants, yeah. I see the the yeah. Angels, and I'm just like, man, it really could be worse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At least well, I, I remember you, seeing you a Yankee. World Series win. You have I'll a Yankee still watch fan. I'll still, <laughs> I'll still watch every every game though. Every game that I can, I'll still watch. I don't know why, but I do. Yeah, it's kind of the same thing with football with me. I've been uh, obviously there's been a lot of uh, a lot of conspiracy talk. We chatted about that uh, last week uh, with yeah. Drew on the Drewcast, and uh, you know I just listened to another podcast. I finished it up today, and like no doubt, there's no doubt in my mind there is some form of rigging. No doubt. Um, I heard some stuff about like the mafia and and the the betting lines and there's just no fucking way that that there is some sort of rigging going on and I don't know a whole I don't know if that also boils down into like the the MLB but I'm right there with you Corey I'm still gonna catch every Cowboys game I'm still gonna cry yeah. every <laughs> single year when we get to the playoffs <laughs> and lose and that's gonna be that's just what it is man. Yeah, at least they make the playoffs, you know. <laughs> right? Yeah, well, fellas. Um, we've done talk for a, you know what? I, I started off saying we had all these other sports to talk about. We didn't spend an hour on baseball, which I'm a, I'm perfectly okay <laughs> with that. I could spend yeah. another hour talking ball, but uh, recently we've had exciting news in the football world. We have the merger of the XFL and the USFL to give us the reinvented 
AFL, the American Football League, once again. I've got that right, don't I, Corey? Um, they're calling it – it's basically they're calling it the United Football League, the UFL. Oh, okay, they're bringing – okay, the UFL. Okay. Um, and uh, but, but it's yeah, supposed I, to be um, a spring league, correct? Yes. And I, I watched um, – I watched a lot of the XFL games, all that I could, and they um they were actually exciting, you know, because they're they're players that have either been in. There's a lot of players on the rosters that have either been in the um, NFL, and they had injury minor injuries that prevented them from making a roster, or they've had um other issues in their life, um, whether it be, you know, um, crime or whatever that they've committed that got them off of an NFL roster. So this kind of is a league of, they call it the league of second chances, you know, and it was super, super competitive. Um, a lot of the, a lot of the rules are the same. Um, but one of the things that I enjoyed the most is their kickoffs. Um, cause in the, because the, I mean, the NFL kickoffs are anything anymore. Like they, they, they piss me off so bad that <laughs> I don't even watch the first kickoff. I just go, oh, who has the ball first? You know, um, and the only time that they're they're actually important is if somebody's doing an onside kick, or else they should just get rid of them completely in the NFL. I think, um, but like they they can stand on the five yard line call for a fair catch and get it on the 25. I was like, what the hell? I was so pissed when I found that out. I was like, yep. that doesn't make any sense. But um, the XFL does a thing where they line up on the 20 yard line and the 30 yard line, right across 10 yards from each other. And the player, the kicker has to kick it within the 10 yard line and the end zone. And as soon as the, the receiver catches the ball, um, that's when the two lines move. And so it um, encourages running, obviously, because you can't you can't get a touchback or it's a penalty, or um, you can't call a fair catch. And so a lot of the a lot of times it it encouraged runbacks. It it reduced injury, I thought, because they're not running from from fifty yards apart. They're only running from ten. And um, I think I think it, it should they should look into that for the NFL. You know what I mean? Um, It's one of those leagues, it's one of those leagues where there's a lot of talent in it. And a lot of people have been good enough to play in the next level. Um, So they have potential like the, the, I'm a Bengals fan. So our third string quarterback was picked drafted from the XFL this last year. And he played, I think, I think he played one down. And the only reason that he played in the XFL, he said, is because um, his kids knew that he played football. And he, he, uh, his son kept asking, like, why, why don't I ever watch you play football anymore, you know? And so he's like, fuck it, I'm going to the XFL, you know what I mean? Like, when he found out about the league. So he joined the league, and then he got a contract from the Bengals. And so when, when Burrow got hurt, Brownie was our quarterback. And then um, – uh, I want to say his name's Burnett, AJ Burnett or something. Yeah, um, I thought it was Andrew Burnett. Maybe it is. Yes. Okay. Um, and he he was on on one of the teams on the XFL, 
and then he actually played like three snaps when in, in the NFL, you know. And so just knowing the backstory of how the only reason he played in the XFL was for his family, to see him on the next stage probably was like his little boy's, you know, dream come true kind of, you know. So that's badass. Um, I know um I, I uh Joe Flacco's younger brother Tommy just signed uh with the with that new league, the uh yep. UFL. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm 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 excited because I I enjoy watching football, but um I kind of just watch it because it's on now. Um and uh I'm just glad that there's gonna be something to watch in the springtime other than other than baseball you know because sure. uh, i mean baseball's on every night football's only on once a week <laughs> so there's a true. big difference between those two sports for sure yeah so i'm, I'm but, assuming then in the ufl this is not i mean I, obviously it's not college football i understand that but are these players still getting played or paid um yeah. they get yeah they they get paid um so much per game and then they get paid if they like um i'm not sure the the salary i think it it might be like i'm gonna just throw out a random number you can fact check me on this i don't care um maybe like let's say ten thousand dollars a game or something you know if they win the game they get like a two thousand dollar bonus so they get twelve thousand dollars for a win and then if they win the championship they get like another um, like ten thousand dollar bonus or something, but I, I'm not sure on the salary. But it, it's it's incentive based, you know, which I think is needed. Yeah, um, absolutely. If you go out there and you you if you're the best in your position, you're going to get paid more than somebody else at your position. But you have to prove that you're the best at that position. You can't just say, "Well, last year I did good, so I deserve more money next year." Yeah, which yep. I think I think that's what all these contracts are, you know? Um, so another thing is they're going to be using it as a developmental league for the, yes. for the NFL. Like, like, like they, not only the guys who maybe were in the league and ended up not getting a second contract or anything like that, but maybe it was the guys who your undrafted people who, yeah never got picked up on it by, you know, by a team or whatever. They, they get to go there, get meaningful, legitimate reps, and yep. will have actual eyes on them from teams in the league. Yeah, because there's a, there's a lot of good um, college football players that get overlooked because uh, maybe they're, um, they're a lineman you know, and they do their job every day and they're, they're good at it, but the running back runs for a touchdown and that's what everybody cares about. You know what I mean? Um, so there's, there's players definitely in the league that are, are, um, non-drafted or, um, maybe they were, they were scouted, but they didn't get a, get a shot. And so this gives them, like you were saying, another, it's like a, um, like a farm farm league for the NFL, which, the NFL doesn't have besides college. And I, I think it because I'm not a I'm not a huge fan of of the NIL. Um no, I mean man. I agree I agree with 
the reasoning it was started. Um, but I don't agree with the way that they can be marketed now. Um, if I may ask, so what is what what is behind the NIL? Because I've heard that a lot recently, and I've never I was kind of a little confused about it. This all started back when somewhere right around 2014, a bunch of current and ex or current and former collegiate football players pretty much were bitching that EA was getting to use them in video games and they weren't seeing a penny. They were arguing that because it was their name, image, and likeness that was getting used that they were owed, you know, part of the profits. Yeah. So well, that and they, well, a huge court because, case. Yeah. And that's why we haven't had an NCAA football since 2013 was because EA hasn't been legally allowed to use any of the collegiate players' likenesses. But when that court case got settled and it was the verdict that student athletes are eligible and owed profit off of their name, image, and likeness, that led to the NIL deals, which is name, image, and likeness, being started. Alumni fund, you know, boost, you know, uh, uh, school board member boosters. What all that good? All them fancy fuckers that that graduated and got all the money, they can they can now pour money back into the athletic program simply to sign a player to a contract to come to college. Yeah. And, and now they just enter the transfer portal, so it, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> because they, I mean, you can make if you're going to Northwestern, you can make more money if you go to Ohio State because it's I mean, a, unless, you know, unless unless you're Caleb Williams, that you know, dude thinks he's going to get part or partial ownership with the Bears. Hey, so. we don't. Yeah, we don't talk about Caleb Williams either. I'm a <laughs> fan. <laughs> Hey, I just want to say from a you know from a Titans fan to a Bengals fan, just want to say thank you so much for Brian Callahan. That dude a, has yeah. been from an Eagles fan to a Titans fan. Thank you for your whole team. You know what? <laughs> I don't have a lot of a lot of kindness for the, you know you Eagles and all that, but yeah. I mean, you know, we, you gotta, we're really <laughs> we're really liking that guy AJ. He he's something else. <laughs> Yeah, that, a, yeah, that AJ Brown guy, he can catch a football. Yeah, he yep. did. Yep. <laughs> don't trade him like we did. Get, you know, give up a first and a third. Shit, if our fucking media personnel around Philadelphia would shut the fuck up, we keep him on the team. There's <laughs> hey, been rumors I mean, circulating over I'll the last him. two weeks that we're going to trade him, and 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 everybody yep. from the team is like, "No, we're not trading AJ Brown." Are you fucking stupid? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think, too, you know, even with the Eagles, I mean, you guys, you know, I mean, you guys go in the playoffs, so that's all that matters, you know, but the the, the, the build-up to that final, like, last seven games, it was just insane. Dude, uh, our whole coaching staff deservedly got fired. I yeah. was in the camp that Nick Sirianni needed to get fired, but whatever. I yeah. think, you know, when it comes to the Titans trades and all that, obviously, the A.J. Brown trade, that was – the stupidest thing in the world, but and then we got Kevin you know, Byard from y'all this year. Let's be you, honest, though. I mean, 
if you look in terms of, of the deal and all that, right, he's about to be a free agent after next year, if I'm not mistaken. Byard's, Byard's all of his, his quote-unquote greatness, it was with the Titans, you know. I don't yeah. – and I love Byard. Byard, you know, that was one of my favorite safeties ever, watching the Titans and all that, you know. But – and I love Byard deeply, but I don't I don't think he's he's done a crazy much with the Eagles besides, you know, that one interception and, you know, dropping balls. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't impressed. I was uh, – Byard was a desperate – plea to to do anything to fix our our non-existent secondary when reed when reed blankenship got hurt we had not one defender in the backfield that could do anything because darius slade just just got away with fucking highway robbery this year like james bradbury should be fired immediately I don't know how the ownership thought that keeping james bradbury over cj gardner johnson was a good thing but, hey, I'm gonna say oh, this, wow. you know. I, I got a prediction that you know, I, I think CJ Gardner Johnson is gonna be a free agent after this year, correct? Because the Lions signed him to a one year deal. Uh, I, that might be right, but I he's don't think tight, he, so okay. I don't I don't think he's ever gonna come back to Philly. We could probably over try to overpay him, and I just think that there's too much bad blood. Yeah, I do. I think the, the Eagles. I mean. I, I'm giving it one more season because I mean Jalen Hurts did take you know Eagles uh, Super Bowl last year. I think a lot of people are hey, with with, uh, with Vic Fangio coming back as the defensive coordinator, and I don't like Kellen Moore. I don't think he should be our offensive coordinator, but at least he knows how to put people in motion pre-snap, which is something that uh, Ben Johnson refused to do. I really hope that we go out <clears throat> and we draft Jeremiah Trotter Jr., which yep. would make me ecstatic. If Nakobe Dean can get healthy and stay healthy, and you put Nakobe Dean next to Jeremiah Trotter Jr., now you've got one hell of a linebacking core. I also think that that Howie Roseman, the, the Eagles GM, needs to stick to his modus operandi of the last two years, which was if you went to Georgia or you went to Alabama, you're going to come play for Philadelphia. I, <laughs> I, that's never a bad move. Yeah, I, I what, Coming back to the, the whole Kevin Byer trade, I think for the Titans-wise, you know, obviously the Eagles have the money to, to repay him, and I do think that Philly will get him back. I don't think Byer, you know, is going to go somewhere else because that's his hometown going up. I think just the Eagles just need that one more like one more player to just like bring it all together and all that. Just that we thought that was going to happen with AJ Brown, and in some cases it did. But um, coaching is going to be interesting for sure. Um, I think I don't think Sirianni will be on the hot seat if, unless he does what he did last year or this excuse me this year with the the last like six games he lost in the last seven. Damn. Just- Oh, I'm ready uh, for baseball season. This whole yeah. this whole football season and collegiate basketball season has just been a total letdown. Yep. Well, fellas, yeah, I'm I'm ready for some UFC, baby. Let's go and some baseball. <laughs> I'm excited for baseball, but anyhow, just don't don't get caught, you know, watching baseball and not making your orders inside the kitchen. You don't want to piss <sighs> off. Also. Yeah, no, yeah, no shit, no shit. <laughs> you got any fights you're looking forward to watching, Kyle? 
Yeah, yeah. So one of my favorite fighters is Alexander Volkanowski, and he fights um, uh, Saturday, February 17th. So he's fighting for the belt. Um, you got like the OGs, Robert Whitaker and Paulo Costa. That's going to be pretty dope. Um, yeah, there's some exciting fights. There's some exciting fights for sure, for sure, uh, uh, upcoming. And I'm excited to see what happens. I, I, I don't know, man. Um, it's one of those things where I really hope and pray like the UFC is, is doesn't, there's not speculation of, of that being rigged too, but I just don't really see that. And that doesn't really, again, it doesn't really fucking matter because I still watch, I'm still going to watch football. I'm still going to watch baseball regardless of the fact, but it's just, uh, yeah, dude, it's, it's a, it's a manly man sport. I had a buddy tell me one time he was like, he thought that everyone in the UFC was gay and it was like literally like a, a, a gay sport because of the fact that two dudes are like rolling around on the map. But I'm like, how the, how can you say that, dude? These dudes are punching each other's faces in, dude. I've seen a motherfucker's eyebrow hanging, dangling off of his face. Yes. Or if you really go back in time when, uh, I forgot his name, uh, Alistar Overeem, his whole lip was yep. literally cut in half. Oh, that was so gross, dude. I remember that. And, the worst one, I the worst one, I mean, other than like the leg breaks, one of the worst ones, like I'm just like cringing remembering it, but this dude's ear, dude, was just fucking. Yeah, I was off. about I'm to say like, that. Oh. I remember watching someone's ear just explode. Like, oh, it, yeah, because of the cauliflower. The, the cauliflower, and then it just it just exploded off. Like the guy hit him, it just went. I, I remember that, yeah. Oh, I mean, um, I used to. I used to watch UFC, um, man, back in, I guess I was in high school, like two, 2006, Chuck Liddell and, and Iceman and, and all that. Yeah, Tito Ortiz. Ortiz. Um, yeah. George St. Pierre. And, yeah. Uh, at, what, what's his initials? S, SGP, right? GSP. Uh, yeah, GSP. GSP. Yeah, GSP. Yeah, I, I remember those fights, and I had a buddy that would, uh, we, you know, he'd order the pay-per-view, and we'd all go to his house, and we'd all watch it. Um, and, but I, I just, I, I mean, I haven't really been into anything in the last few years, you know what I mean? Um, but uh, I, I would like to get back into it. I mean, I remember... Um, I liked Conor McGregor. I don't, I mean, uh, <laughs> but I, I can't say I've ever watched a whole one, like a full one of his fights. I've seen like his victories, his clips and stuff. You know what I mean? Um, uh, I liked his attitude, you know? <laughs> yeah, I thought he, that guy, he just, uh, I don't, I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, he, I doesn't, like, yeah. he doesn't, but the only, I, I used to like Conor McGregor. And then, like, I found out after his uh, proper 12 came out, I think he was, like, in Ireland. And I want to say the story went that he was, like, at a bar, and there was an older older guy uh, sitting at the bar. And I think Conor McGregor was, like, pouring, like, everyone free little samples of his proper 12. And, like, this old guy's like, I don't want that fucking garbage. Like, that's garbage <laughs> whiskey. And fucking Conor McGregor just decks this old man, dude. Oh wow, yeah. I'm like, bro, come on, yeah. dude. But, but he's I, I, the, he sells. I he can sells see fights. him doing that. You know what I mean? 
Like I didn't like him as a person. I just thought he was great for the sport. Or he breaks angry. his leg. And, he breaks his leg, and then he goes screaming, telling Dustin Poirier that his wife's in his DMs in front of everybody in the world. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was supposed to. So we talked about this um, with deplorable Janet. I didn't know this, but the last. Um, I want to say it was like the last ultimate fighter. Normally the way that that works is the two winners of the ultimate fighter, they end up fighting because they're, they're just doing it like in a ring in Vegas in an octagon in Vegas. And then they end up fighting at an actual UFC event. And then yes. usually the headline of that UFC event is the two coaches fighting it out. And Conor McGregor never fought. Uh, fuck, I forgot who he was supposed to fight. Michael Chandler. I guess. Yeah, Michael Chandler. But I, um, I want to say Janet was mentioning something like he, um, he. There was like a, uh, accusations of him like diddling around with like. I, I think it was rape. I think it was like some rape shit. Um, I don't think it was like underage girls, but it was like it was some sort of like un. Uh, what do you call that? Um, there was no consent. Yeah, 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 it was not consensual. And so they never fought. So I, honestly, I will be surprised. I, I see I see Conor McGregor coming back for maybe one more big fight just to make the UFC some more money and make himself his last bit of money. But I don't I don't see him winning his, his, that last fight. Nope. Just because he hasn't fought in so long. He hasn't fought in fucking like two years, I think. Yeah, I think the last fight was with Dustin Poirier. Yep. So I don't see that happening. But he, bottom line is, he sells fights. He's 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 the he's the notorious Conor McGregor. Um, well, the new even... upcoming uh, Sugar Sean O'Malley, dude. Um, yep. That dude. I don't even know how they do it. Like Sean O'Malley just became champion, but this dude is. I think he has side businesses, but this dude's got massive amounts of fucking, he's got Lamborghinis. He's got a fucking mansion. He's got all this shit, dude. Uh, but I think he's kind of a piece of shit too. Cause he, he cheats on his wife and he thinks it's okay because he pays for everything. Like it's my money. Like it's my body. I'm going to do what I want. He said he's JG Wentworth. This is his money. Hey. He's going to eat. It's his money. He needs it now. Yeah. He needs now. it now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, other than that, yep. Um, yeah, we got some cool fights coming up. Um, that was a lot of, we had, a, that was a damn good, that was a damn good sports show you, uh, you put together there, Hank. Yeah, man. Well, dude, I mean, you share, share the credit with me. I mean, I, I, I've come responsible for half of this. <laughs> Corey and Gavin. Okay. Corey and Gavin. I mean, they, yeah. they, they brought the heat tonight. I just rambled on like I normally do. <laughs> Yeah, you guys are you guys are before, definitely a wealth of knowledge. Before we go and all that, and Josh, want to say who do we got winning the World Series this year? Oh, I'm I'm gonna go out. I've already thrown this prediction out there. I've got the uh, the the Kansas City Taylor Swifts winning 37-31. Oh, he you're talking okay. You're talking um, you're talking NFL. Yeah, um, and did I say I World Series? Get- or did I say Super Bowl? No, oh, no, I, no, 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 did say World Series. Oh. Okay. Okay. I, I was like, I, 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 okay. The no, World Series. <laughs> honestly, the World Series this year is probably. You know what? Fuck it. I'm a homer. Give me my Cardinals. <laughs> 89 win Cardinals 
working from a wild card spot. Yeah, wild card Cardinals. <laughs> the Cardinals like are going to. If there's the a script in baseball, I feel like there's always like the wild card teams suddenly just make it to the World Series every time. Yep. I mean, you had the Phillies do it in 22, the Diamondbacks do it in 23. Yeah. Give me the give me the Cardinals over the the give me the Cardinals over the Yankees. Ooh, okay. What about you, Corey? Um, man, I'm gonna uh, as much as I hate to hate to admit this stuff. I'm gonna say I think that the the Rangers will make it back. Really, um, I, I think so. Um. Unfortunately, and uh, my national league, I'm thinking maybe I'll say the Braves. I'm no, you won't because you know they'll get <laughs> swept in the fucking in the fucking divisional round I, by the seventy three win Reds. And, and I think I think the I think the Braves will I think the Braves will take it. I don't. Um, That's a but, solid pick, man. Yep. Um, but I have. In the next next ten years, I do have the Dodgers winning the World Series maybe three times. Oh yeah, after we'll after the, the I after have the this, Dodgers but, winning it in twenty five. Yeah, I I don't. Uh, Otani very well may win a double triple crown in twenty twenty five. Yeah, um, that's Otani though, I man. Did, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, Who do you got, Gavin? <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, man. You know what? This might sound crazy, but I, I'm I, obviously if I was to be that guy, I'd be say the Braves call it. Of course, you know, we'll see what happens. We need to get past Ricky and you know, Aaron Nolan, Zach Wheeler, and then we'll be fine. Um, <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm gonna be an underdog. I'm an underdog guy. I think the, you know, the Orioles since they got Corbin Burns, they got those hey. players. They're young. You know what? I got Sneaky the Orioles taking pick. taking it over here. Uh, American League. I'm gonna go Jays. You know, the Jays. They got they got their guy with you know just they're getting additions with Justin Turner. I do believe Cody Bellinger will go to the Jays, and they'll finally get past their guys. You know, they got Kevin Gossman, Vladdy. They got Matt Chapman. I believe. If, well, no, he's a free agent, but they got guys. So, yeah, let's go, let's go, well, Gavin, Corey. It's been a pleasure having y'all on. Y'all are more than welcome to come back on anytime y'all feel so inclined to to talk sports. Uh, as the baseball season gets heated up and going, I'll be doing at least trying to push out a sports show once a week, sometime during the middle of the week. So, you know, if we can make schedules line up and y'all want to hop on, y'all are more than welcome to. Uh, but as yeah. far as tonight went, y'all knocked it out of the park, guys. I, I really appreciate y'all providing y'all's conversation and insight on on not just the baseball but the football and the the, the old fisticuffs as well you know <laughs> never a bad time when we can get together and talk sports yeah, right fun. yeah i enjoyed it thank you yeah any i mean any any time just send me an invite yeah absolutely uh get in touch and yeah, you got Kyle over there. Let me know. I'll I'll send uh, Gavin. I'll I'll send you um, and Hank vice versa. And I need to, Corey. I need to get your information as well, so I, I can grab that from Hank. Okay. Um. But yeah, I'll I'll link you guys up, and uh, that way when Hank 
decides to, to roll out the, the sports shows. Um, I'm, I can always help link, link that up as well, but I'm going to try getting uh, Kirby Sneed on. I'm going to try to hit dude, him up. I've been I, trying. Kirby, you have listening to this. Kirby, you know you owe me a show, bro. I tried all off season to get him on, but now he's on a team. So I, I, if it don't happen in the next week, I don't see it happening because he's about to be reporting to spring training in about a week and a half. I think I'm in a group chat. I'll, 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 I, I know I'll hit someone up that might hopefully be able to help. If he's not responding to you, he's probably definitely not going to respond to me, but I'll see if I can get some help with that. Yeah. Chef baby. Cool. Cool. Send my love to Ashley and the kids. Will do. Wish y'all the gentlemen. I wish y'all the greatest of evenings. Once again, I appreciate y'all coming on and dear listeners. Hope y'all enjoyed this episode as much as we enjoyed putting it on for you. We wish y'all nothing but good health and all the good, nice things. Y'all go make sure to check out Sunday night secret society. Kyle's mainstream do all the likes, the shares, the follows, and uh, until next time, we will catch y'all later. Pasta la pasta. See <laughs>